This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Welcome back to the DTC pod, everybody. I'm your host, Jay. And today we're going to be doing a quick little dive into rewards, loyalty programs, just kind of want to get your your brain spinning a little bit about this. I don't know if you have a rewards or loyalty program currently in place, but we're going to be diving in, talking about the different types of programs that are available, what works for different types of brands. Obviously, there's never a one size fits all on these kinds of things, but hopefully just get the gears turning a little bit. And maybe if you do have a rewards program, you can use this to kind of add more fuel to it. If you don't, maybe this is something you consider as well. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So, you know, talking about rewards and loyalty programs, I think one of the bigger reasons that makes sense for these to exist nowadays is especially like with the rise of Amazon and potentially more marketplaces as well. If you decide to just do direct to consumer, e-commerce, just have that single channel, you're probably going to need some sort of loyalty program to kind of compete with Amazon And it doesn't necessarily have to be a discount, so we'll dive into some different ideas that are over there. But really the big thing when you're building your loyalty program is you need to make sure and focus your efforts on understanding what drives loyalty for your customers. So that's the biggest thing that you can do is decide what works best for your customers. That's gonna create the best loyalty program for you. And like I said, it's not a one size fits all thing. You're definitely going to want to tailor this to your customers and what your brand's about and what your brand is doing as well. You know, depending on what your offer is, also, it's going to depend on your price, what you're trying to build, and all of that stuff. You know, there's a lot of retailers that really haven't got loyalty programs right, but there are some that have. So, you know, look at a Sephora or a Nordstrom. I've, I know we've talked about Sephora a few times over here on the podcast, but they've done a really good job of building out strong rewards programs to compete with an Amazon and other retailers as well. So, you know, that's something you might want to look into. And when you're talking about building your your loyalty program or your rewards program, a big part of it is going to be considering how you can kind of drive emotional loyalty. That's what you definitely want to dive in deep on is how can I make this person so loyal that regardless of price, regardless of the distribution channel I have or whatever it might be, that they're so bought in to the product that they're just going to buy from you and continue to really keep buying from you. So even when it comes to like building out your rewards and loyalty programs, you want to really take a deep dive to you on what that offer is. Like I said, not everything's going to be a one size fits all. For instance, you know, there's uh, most rewards programs typically fall into one or two categories in terms of how rewards and loyalty programs are distributed. So, you know, sometimes they're points, sometimes they're discounts. And both are built to drive purchases, but they might have different sort of effects. For instance, like points might be more effective for targeting spending habits and engagement, while discounts might be a really good way to get people to purchase a new product 
or getting customers to buy at their ceiling price. And so what I mean by that is every customer has got their own kind of price point that they can afford to spend money on. And so this might be a really good way to capture more of the market essentially using that. And, you know, if you're building something like a VIP program and you're probably looking to boost lifetime value and things like that for that rewards and loyalty program, you might want to consider having doing something like tiers for based on spending behavior or the total number of times that they've purchased. But if you're looking to engage maybe more brand engagement over just lifetime value, you might be looking for something that's a little bit closer to getting them to get their friends to buy in. So those are some things you might want to consider when building out your loyalty program. And so when you're thinking about your rewards and loyalty program, like I said, you've really got to tie it back to those business objectives. Like, are you trying to decrease time to a second purchase? Are you trying to promote new product lines? So definitely look through those things. Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trend's exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more, all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D dot I-O slash podcast and look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. Mostly for loyalty programs, they're going to fall into three different categories. You know, most people are going to be loyal for three different things. One of the things is probably going to be maybe you might have some customers that are in it for transactional reasons. So like they're looking for good value for their money. Maybe it's more of a functional thing, like they're looking for, you know, quality or convenience. Or maybe if you've really tapped into that, the best here, I think, is the emotional one where people are going to buy a product regardless of price, product or convenience. They're just going to buy it because they love your brand. And so looking at about those different approaches, so we've got transactional, functional and emotional you know, that transactional approach is really focused on lowering the barrier to entry in the early stage of a brand's relationship with a consumer. Your functional approach is going to be looking at trying to create value and above and beyond the purchase and to turn occasional buyers into loyal customers. And the emotional approach is really just going to, like I said, get people to, to buy regardless of whatever the price, convenience or product is. So let's talk a little bit about transactional approach. This is probably the most popular one, you know, uh, having some sort of discount or something like that. Customers, 71% of them say that they want to be rewarded with discounts for their loyalty. And, you know, 39% of consumers are willing to spend more on a product for brands that they love. So that's why discounts are, are really good things, because even though, you know, it might be expensive to acquire that customer, if they come back and repurchase, it might be a good opportunity and a good option over there. So, you know, talking about the transactional approach, this might be really good for you if you have high LTV, you want to focus on lowering the barrier to entry for new customers, or maybe you want to show why your product is better than your competitors. So those are some really good ways to kind of think about that transaction approach. And it really works well for, you know, hero brands, if you've got like great products, full suite brands, maybe you have other products that you're offering. So you get someone in through the discount, and then they end up buying other full price products in your suite. And maybe even for a lifestyle brand, you know, something that someone might stay loyal to, like maybe it's watches or something like that. 
The second approach that you could take potentially is a functional approach. So this is kind of the one where we talked about having those high value perks, not really price cuts, but maybe something like early access to new products or two day shipping. Those perks are going to bring you closer to your most loyal customers and feel like they're really getting some value out of your brand. If you're thinking about whether this approach might be good for you, uh, some things to consider are the, the functional approach might be a good option if you sell products that people buy frequently, you sell a variety of products and want to make sure they get visibility, you need an alternative to offering discounts, maybe you're nervous about reducing prices, maybe you're a premium or luxury brand, and your pricing model might not leave room for promotions. That might be another reason why you might want to do more of a functional approach. So this is really great for premium brands, like I mentioned, like luxury brands and things like that. It's also great for niche brands, maybe someone that just doesn't want to discount their product and even for curator brands. So those are like your stitch fix, those kinds of things where someone's putting together their products and things like that. That might be a really good one over there. The final approach that we're going to talk about is the emotional approach. And this is the one that I was mentioning, you know, people are going to purchase stuff regardless of price, convenience or product. This might be something that you might want to consider if your goal is to remain top of mind for your customers, you're a wholesaler or you sell products made by other brands, you need to educate customers on your brand story, or you leverage inner purchase engagement to drive repeat purchases. This is going to be really great for retailers. A lot of retailers will do that, like a Nordstrom or a Sephora storyteller. So if you consider yourself to be a really good storyteller and doing that, sometimes you might just need the emotional approach to really grab those customers and and keep them in. And uh, the final reason why you might want to consider this approach is maybe you're trying to put together a brand or you have a brand that's more so for a cause. So that might be something that can tie in a little bit more to emotions and things of that nature. So that's kind of my quick guide to loyalty and rewards programs that I've taken from kind of scouring around the internet and trying to dig up some resources for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you did, feel free to drop us a quick rating and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time on the DTC pod.